Welcome to the Bread and Circuses podcast, brought to you by Digital Pizza, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy this shit show. Back once again, Bread and Circuses podcast. I am Rooster here with Crow. Hello. How you doing? Pretty good. Did you get anything good for Christmas? Uh, I did. I got a nice bottle of scotch. Really? From some fucking asshole. Who gave you that? Yeah, he's kind of an asshole, but uh, he gives good gifts. So. I don't know. I don't think uh, anybody would give you a bottle of scotch as an asshole. It sounds like a <laughs> saint to me. Well, I mean, the thing is, the guy knows I don't generally drink scotch. I drink uh, bourbon. So, uh, you know, it's nice to have on the shelf for when scotch drinkers come over to, hey, hey, you want some good scotch? Because I don't drink this shit. (laughs) (laughs) You drink scotch, don't you? No, I'm I'm pretty much bourbon all the time now. Oh, okay. Bourbon and Irish whiskey. Irish whiskey is about as close to scotch as I get now because Irish whiskey has that just a very slight hint of scotchiness to it. Maybe that guy was a dick then. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, by the way, here's your your, uh, Christmas gift. Right I can tell by the name tag because it's this ho 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 on it. All right, you a uh, you a Chicago ho? Yeah, like I'm gonna eat these haunted ghost pepper, real peppers. Really, those are from Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, yeah. What is that uh, episode 100? Gonna do those? Yeah. yeah. What's this? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> rooster socks. High quality rooster socks from Socks Appeal at the Mall of America. I don't know if I have anything I'd wear with this color, though. Black pants? Maroon socks? Black Maroon goes with black. Everything goes with black, but... Wear a maroon shirt and black pants. I don't have a maroon shirt or black pants. Huh? So you kind of are a dick. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool, though. I should put a picture of those on the Facebook page. Oh, that'd be cool. All right. So, a lot has happened. We took a couple weeks off over the holidays, so now we're back. But uh, things are happening so fast from the day we're recording this to the day we post it, which is about three days, a uh, lot's going to happen. Yeah. So in the spirit of that, um, you know, I'd like to uh, have a quick memoriam for Ricky Gervais. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry to hear about his passing. Yeah. You know, uh, got shot in the back of the head, walking someplace or got choked out uh, in jail He committed cell. suicide by shooting himself four times in the back of the head. <laughs> yes. Is that what, that's the headline, right? Yeah. His, uh, his limo caught him. Yeah, fire. so the Golden Globes, he was hosting it like he always does. He has done it for the last three or four years, right? Five. Really? So, uh, yeah, he's a little shocking. This the spread like wildfire, the uh, opening monologue from him. Right? And I, I put it on the Bread and Circuses uh, Facebook page. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. But it's it's pretty – I don't know how you couldn't have seen it at this point. Yeah. So he uh, said, uh, you know, the Epstein didn't kill himself. And then he basically looked out of the crowd and was like, yeah, I know, I know. He's your friend. I get it. <laughs> Did you see Tom F- Hanks' face when he said that? Yeah, I was like, oh. He was like, ooh, and shit, then what's the, what's the other guy that was cracking up? Adam Driver. Yeah. So. Like Kylo Ren. And then the whole thing where he's, he said that, uh, you know, enough with or don't, you don't come up here and do your yeah. political bullshit because <laughs> you, you work for, yeah, go ahead. He yeah. said, uh, if you're lucky enough to win an award, I'm paraphrasing, he goes, come on up here, take your little award, thank your agent, thank your God. And uh, just shut the fuck, fuck up, up. Yeah. and fuck off. Yeah. Because before he was saying that, uh, 
there's people here. Oh, let's see in the audience here. There's, uh, you know, um, Apple, somebody from Apple or CEO of Apple or. No. So what he said was, he goes, why is this thing three hours long? He goes, it should just be me coming out here and saying, congratulations, Netflix. You win everything yeah. because we go, I'll go home. And then he said, I haven't seen it, but I haven't even heard about it because I don't have Apple TV. But Apple put out the show The Morning Show or something, which is supposed to be pretty good. I mean, it was up for some awards. And he said, oh, we've got The Morning Show from Apple. And everyone applauds. And he goes, yeah, from the – goes, uh, virtue from the company that uh, – Child labor. Yeah, use yeah. child labor and sweatshops and all yeah, that. Yeah, he said, if, if all you got uh, – if ISIS or somebody – He says, you all – you all think you're woke. You all say you work for these woke companies, but you all work for Amazon and and uh, Apple and all this. And he said, uh, it, let's face Google. it. If ISIS started a streaming service, you'd call go. your agent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's when he walked into the stop with, or don't do any of that political bullshit. Yeah. He goes, but nobody cares. He goes, you don't have any right to lecture uh, regular yeah. America. Yeah. I'm you've sure spent, everybody. You've spent less time in school than Greta Thunberg. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. If you haven't heard it, it's pretty quick. So anybody yeah, should, should go over to our to our uh, Facebook page and, and click on the link for it, or just look up Gervais Golden Globes 2020. God, he was just savage. Yeah, so. He was so good. I loved it. Yep. So yeah, but so sorry to hear about his passing. Yeah. Because he's going to disappear. So actually, I don't think he will. Because uh, God, we got so much stuff to talk about. And this goes to so many different things. But he has been in the news before the Golden Globes for defending J.K. Rowling. Because there was a woman I had not heard of. Uh, I can't even remember her name now. Uh, but she's got a YouTube channel. And she's a lefty. And she got fired from some job because she said that uh, gender is real and it's not fluid. And, you know, basically there are two genders and deal with it. And uh, Jake, she got fired and J.K. Rowling said, I don't think someone should get fired for saying gender is real. And uh, LGBTQIA plus whatever it is. Just call it the pie, you know, because it, it just yeah. keeps going on forever. Pie community said, uh, you know, well, as you know, a queer kid growing up who didn't fit in, I found solace in your books and now you've betrayed my childhood. It's, it's like, come on. Well, you know, J.K. she kind of deserves this backlash because she kind of she kind of leaned into this shit a while ago when they were talking about how they need more. There needs to be more. uh alphabet soup representation in these type of books and she goes well and she kind of did some uh, revisionist history saying well you know um dumbledore's gay yeah. although that was not at all in the storyline but then all of a sudden since she said that now then everything else is well, you know retroactively dumbledore's gay and uh and she also did something like didn't, she was, wait didn't she say dumbledore was a pedophile I don't know. That would really change the books. Um, <laughs> but uh, also the um, – I think she – I think – I don't know. If, was it her that said – I think she said that a couple characters were described as being like not white or being like uh, maybe even black. I think she did this. Like, and, and it's like when you go back and look at it, it's like, okay, she had frizzy hair. That's how she described it. She goes, well, I was thinking of a black person when I described it. Like, Shut up. Yeah. Enough. Well, I mean, it just sort of shows they come for everybody. Yeah. But I think there is a there's a trend in people. Again, Tim Pool was talking about this. Uh, there's a trend in these people who aren't backing down. You know, J.K. Rowling didn't apologize or anything like that. So Ricky Gervais starts jumping in on Twitter, going after the people, going after her. Good. 
and I don't know if they're friends or anything, but you know, like he said, <laughs> his first thing in this Golden Globes thing was, "This is my fifth year," and he goes, "This is my last one." So I don't I fucking just, care. I don't care. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, and I did hear that the uh, the uh, ratings for it were the lowest they've ever been before this year, and now everybody's going back and watching his speech. So the Golden Globes is back in the news again. Funny. Yeah. Anyway, so J.K. Rowling didn't back down. Ricky Gervais, in defending her, got called out by a bunch of people, and now he's not backing down. And, you know, the the tide might have turned a little bit here on the woke scolds. You know, people are just saying, eh, you know, I'm not going to apologize. Well, we can only hope. Maybe this was a very small blip in history, this uh, time period where, where the woke scolds had all the... Uh, sure is a loud blip, though. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, they're just screaming about stuff. But there's... Uh, Harry Potter fans who are like, I'm. I burned my Harry Potter books. Why? Because no, she because she said something you didn't like. Well, we I know we both know someone personally that basically burned all the bridges with all their liberal friends because they weren't sufficiently upset about J.K. Rowling really? not being Who's that? not being uh, woke enough with the LGBTQIA WTF BBQ crowd. Are you talking about someone we we believe uh, hate listens to this podcast? <laughs> Quite possibly. Yeah. I hate those motherfuckers. So. Yeah. Um, well, you know, to say that person burned the bridges with their liberal friends, let's face it, that person burned bridges with everybody's friends. Yeah. Or all the friends. All, their, all the friends, yeah. Yeah. Over anything. Yep. Anything that can buy. So. And for uh, – if that person's listening, and I suspect that person is, uh, it, the reason people stopped talking to you was not because – of your issues it's because you're the angriest person anyone's ever met yeah <laughs> you know fucking fun to be around how's that there you go okay so uh yeah so mentioning the epstein thing last week did you see 60 minutes no where they talked about this so they um who's the guy that epstein's is it richard botten the, is that the coroner? Yeah. He's he's not he's the one that he he wasn't the actual coroner for No, but Epstein. he was hired by Epstein's brother. Yeah, Baden is, is a very well-known uh, um coroner yeah. that done, has done a lot of uh political and Hollywood stuff and he always gets interviewed. And he was actually he was hired by Epstein's family. Yep. Was at the actual autopsy. Oh, I didn't know that. I yes. thought I thought he, he just came, got all the paperwork. No, he's came oh, right I didn't out. Know he was actually there. I saw an interview with I saw the um, interview with him about the 60 Minutes show, and he said, I was at oh, wow. the autopsy. Okay, that's that's even so. On the damning. 60 Minutes deal, he starts showing all of this evidence, and they've got pictures of, of uh, Epstein's cell. There's no pictures of Epstein's body in it, and there's probably 30 of these prison jumpsuits just laying around. What, oh, what the like hell in are different they different states, yeah, like different the, knots and different tangles and different. Yeah, they're just piled on the bed at one point. It's like, so he, like he had practice, or somebody had practiced uh, uh, working on him. Yeah, so there's no there's no photo of his body on the floor or anything. There's which Biden said there would be. Yeah, and, and, there would be. That's the first thing you do is take yep. pictures before you move the body. Yep, it's crime scene. So uh, or possible crime scene. So. The the thing that he really showed that was kind of amazing was, uh, and you need a corner to break this stuff down, is- The ligature. He shows the ligature marks on his neck, yeah. which looks fairly straight. And it's probably a quarter to a half an inch around, and it's deep into his neck. I mean, it looks like a, it looks like a burn all the way around his neck, and it's fairly red. You can tell it, it 
bled pretty good while it was happening. And then they show the piece of the jumpsuit that he hung himself with. And Biden goes, there's no blood on it. Yeah. And the woman doing it goes, doing the interview goes, oh my gosh, you're right. There's no blood on it. No, this is a bright orange jumpsuit. And if you've ever been around blood, you know that it's red when it comes out and it's dark brown. Like rust colored. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I noticed, I saw the picture of his neck and it was bright red, but I'm still, I mean, obviously he didn't kill himself. Let's just state that right now. But I don't think that's the, a piece of evidence to hang on because it looked very angry red, but it still didn't quite look like it was like it severed the flesh and like made him bleed because either they washed his neck or he didn't bleed because if he would have bled from that, there would be like blood around the surrounding area and there's just the red marker across his neck. Well, I think they washed him up. Yeah. Right. So that might be the issue yeah, there. Yeah, pictures, but. I mean, it was definitely it was. But but what what they're saying, Biden was saying, other people were saying, is that the method of of strangulation by using a jumpsuit like that, you wouldn't cause that kind of a uh, right. a, a precise line it around your neck. That, it would have been very uh, um, modeled and different. You know, and it wouldn't and, be straight. Either. Yeah, it wouldn't be a straight edge because you couldn't you couldn't make that happen unless you had a rope or something. Yeah, he didn't even equivocate. He didn't say. It seems to me, you know, in my opinion, like, that no, uh, absolutely not. He goes, it didn't happen. He goes, he he didn't hang himself. He goes, he yeah. didn't. He goes, somebody killed him. Well, then they talked about the angle too when you hang yourself. That yeah, you know, and that makes a big difference because you don't just end up uh, choke, getting choked straight back like you do when someone chokes you from behind. You end up coming down, and the angle of the choke would be up under your jawline. Mm-hmm. And he said, "This is straight across his neck." I know. It's he's like I, I don't know how the person, the coroner, who said. You know, he killed himself could be, could be right. I don't know how you could say that. No, it takes a lot of money to be right like that. Too. And you're just looking at it and you're going, oh my God. The coroner said that because the coroner got a lot of money or he's got, they've got dirt on the coroner. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, well, they say, uh, they say Epstein's got dirt on everybody. Well, that kind of goes uh, to, yeah, into the, this whole, uh, so this woman that was his facilitator that kind of like, Maxwell, yeah, Ghislaine Maxwell, she was supposedly his right hand woman that would uh, facilitate a lot of the young girls, you know, getting, getting the the girls to show up to the island or whatever party. She was his girlfriend at one point. Yep. And, but she was the one that got the girls involved. Um, um, but you haven't heard much from her lately. You know, he's, he's dead and she's gone. Well, there's been a couple of articles coming out. Talking. Is this where you go all Alex Jones on me? Yep. So, uh, this is from daily mail. I mean, daily uk. It seems like the British, um, journalists are way more, um, journalisty on, on top of shit in America than American journalists are. But there's a headline here. Jeffrey Epstein socialite, Madame Ghislaine Maxwell is being hidden from the FBI in a series of safe houses because of the information she has in powerful people. Well, that's pretty much what we've all assumed, right? So here's some bullet points here. Maxwell has remained incognito since Epstein's arrest and death behind bars. New reports claim both she and Epstein were assets for a foreign government. Sources say they funnel dirt on the rich and powerful to foreign spies. Now Maxwell may, may be hiding in a safe house in Israel, the new report claims. Uh, she is a British and U.S. citizen, daughter of an alleged Mossad operative. So why would, why would Israel want to hide her? I don't know if they want specifically want to hide her, but I think she's got contacts and a lot of allies there. That's probably why she ended up there because she, I, I suspect she probably there is some governmental, you know, um, you know, because Israel, just like any other country and more than some other countries, spies on us like crazy. They've got caught multiple times doing it um, blatantly. 
And this is just another avenue for, for spying and getting the dirt and getting people to do what you want to do politically. You know, everybody has an agenda. And just because I say Israel has an agenda doesn't make me uh, uh, anti-Semitic and going, the Jews! All the time. It just means just Why'd like- Why'd you signal like that with your right hand? Any other, any other country um, that they're doing it and everybody, other countries, we do it to other countries. So to say that Israel's doing it is fine. It doesn't mean anything- um, no, I just I'm conspiratorial, like other than any other conspiracy, I guess. I'm trying to figure out why would they be doing it? Well, to get powerful people in, in politics, I think, to get dirt on them in order to get them to, if there's some sort of vote that's going to come up that's going to benefit Israel, they'd be like, well, you know, we've got some dirt on you. Yeah, but do you think it? the lines are so drawn at this point, do you think anybody moves on them? So if yes, you're, I do, actually. Well, hang on. Let me finish. Um, if you're a Democrat, for example, and your party's voting one way on something, and I'm using your your Alex Jones conspiracy thing, uh, Israel comes to you and says, uh, "Hey, you better vote. You better vote for this, or otherwise we're going to have our uh, gal in hiding dump some uh, information about you, you and the 15 year old girl." As a Democrat, are you really going to vote against it? Are you? I mean, are you really going to? Because the way they watch everybody's votes now. I mean, we'll get to the whole impeachment thing in a little bit, but the, I mean, they they know who's going to flip and who's not going to flip and who might flip. And you I know. think Israel's a different different can of worms. But you still have to vote, and because your I, votes are because public. I think Israel, the Israel vote, um, is is on both sides. I think there's there's a lot of. Um, Make crossover between Democrats and Republicans when it comes to supporting or not supporting Israel. There's almost like no crossover in any vote anymore. On that, there is though. When? Well, you've got most of the um, evangelical um, right-wing Republicans that are super rah-rah Israel. Um, now they they even call themselves Zionists, and then uh, you've got a bunch of the leftists that are super rah-rah Israel because a lot of you know that's just how it's been for many years. Now, other than Elon Omar and all the the cadre of uh the squad i get very anti-israel i get what you're saying but you're gonna have to show me something that people voted on that they sort of were across the board on because now it's it's basically just well, down party well, lines. here's the thing i don't for this kind of a conspiracy theory and i i i, I say conspiracy theory but i mean it, it does it's not like completely nutty to think this it, even if they haven't gotten proof that votes were swayed it there still would be a reason for for a Mossad or a, a CIA style um, you know plan to keep um, dirt on people in order if you need to use it in the future. So if they haven't used it in the past, okay, fine. But they still are holding on to this information for future. Right, but you're moving the goalposts on me. You're not answering my question. Okay, well, my I, question is: so say there is some sort of Trump proposes some pro-Israel, uh, some sort of bill or something. Okay. And the Democrats don't want to vote for it, okay? But Mossad, who's got Maxwell hidden and has all this dirt on Democrats, comes to some of them and goes, we want you to vote for it. If they vote pro-Trump on anything, the media calls it out right away. Okay, I'm not moving the goalpost. I know what you're saying now. I just – I think – I'm talking in, about something completely different than you're talking about. Okay, well – then we're talking about something different. Yeah, yeah. But to my question, yeah. you do not see 
people crossing the lines. No, no, but there are there are certain bills that are not like high profile that will give some sort of benefit to a country that people aren't following and that if you've got one or two votes that might make the difference where it's like it's not something that's like sensational but you're like hey we need this yeah but your vote's still a public record yeah but so somebody can go back and look it at it doesn't matter to them because it's not big high profile stuff for them and and these like these um um special uh, what like the Mossad or CIA or whatever they they will understand that that when to apply this pressure and when not to yeah, but I, I guess what I'm saying is you can't you, it, it, if you're saying it's these are these uh, uh, you know low priority bills that nobody's paying attention to. Well, I don't know if then it's, are they are they even are they even worth doing enough? that? Yeah, I, I don't know if it's so much low priority or if it's just something they understand that the public's not going to get worked up over. So maybe it's something that's going to give a a, a, a five hundred billion dollars towards something that you know the israeli government would want no i get it and they go well does it because that does the general public in america even understand this no they don't they probably won't even care um we've got dirt on somebody we only need two votes to make it happen let's let's apply that pressure they may i could see that happening i'm not saying it did because there's no proof of it but that's the kind of thing these governments do not just israel other governments probably pull this shit too and we do it to other people i bet oh yeah i'm sure we do so that's that's the 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 theory, and it doesn't sound too far-fetched to me, I guess. Yeah, I guess I think it just sounds far-fetched. Um, there's more to it. So, I don't – there's a quote here, and I don't know who is quoting this. Well, let me let me uh, give you a different example. All right. So, I uh, – not Lisa Murkowski. She's the uh, senator from, from uh, Alaska. Oh, High Camp, I think it was. Senator from North Dakota. She voted against Kavanaugh, a Republican in North Dakota. Senator. Maybe she wasn't. I think she was a Republican. Anyway, she was out right away. Yeah. Boom. Next election. Got her out of there. You know. Yeah. I, mean, I, it, I guess that's not. It doesn't really. But I guess my point is, and yes, the Kavanaugh vote was a very high profile one. Right. But everybody now, because of how polarized we are and how much the left hates Trump and how much the right has bought totally in on Trump, that. Everybody pays attention to every fucking vote all the time. Yeah, it still doesn't mean that people won't want to collect dirt in case they need to apply it in the future. No, I get that. I And I understand that it would be very easy for, if this was happening, for Israel to hang on to her for what future dirt she may have. But yeah. you got to wait for Trump to be gone. Yeah. Because people are just too polarized. Because you can't. Like Joe Manchin, who is a Democrat, senator from West Virginia, which is a very popular Trump area, voted pro-Kavanaugh. Right. And he did it because he knew he had to, because he was going to get voted out if he didn't. Yeah, I don't know if we're so much disagreeing. It's, it's kind of just coming from two different... But my point is, if you'd have... If if uh, somebody would have said, in this case, somebody said, we got so much dirt on you, you better vote against it. His vote, because he voted against what his party did, that's all anybody talked about for three weeks. Yeah, and then he'd probably have to re uh, uh, retire or, or get voted out, and it's better than the alternative of getting outed as whatever pedophile you are. Yeah, so, I suppose. You know, so you know, it's, it's, it's a rock and a hard place for these people and this kind of thing. So I guess this the point of this then is, and I'm looking at you when I'm saying this, don't be a pervert. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> 
an explosive new report has asserted that deceased sex criminal Jeffrey Epstein and his alleged Madame Ghislaine Maxwell were foreign intelligence assets and that she's currently hiding in a safe house in Israel. We said that. Ghislaine uh, is protected. This is in quotes. I don't know who's saying this. She and Jeffrey were assets of sorts for multiple foreign governments. They would trade information about the powerful people caught in his net. Uh, caught at Epstein's house, an unnamed source told page six. Okay, so this is from an unnamed source, which are, which we know how reliable those are. Maxwell, 58, has been accused in lawsuits of procuring underage girls for Epstein to sexually traffic among his wealthy and powerful friends and is reportedly, reportedly the subject of an ongoing FBI probe. She has always denied any wrongdoing. Her attorney, attorney did not immediately respond to inquiry from the Daily Mail. Um... After Epstein's rearrest last year and death behind bars in August, Maxwell has remained out of sight and her whereabouts unknown. Her last known picture was in 2016. Um, This is what? 2000 what? What year are we in? 20. (laughs) 2020. So there's more to it, but I mean. I don't don't know. I mean, the whole thing is fucked up and, and there's there's obviously behind the scenes shit going on i just don't understand where i mean everybody's got their little you know their kinks and all that stuff why you would invite somebody else into any of that stuff i mean if some guy said if you were into uh you know 16 17 year old girls and you're some 50 year old guy and somebody goes hey i can fly you to my private island and you can screw all the 16 year old girls you want to isn't there a point in in your head some some voice that just goes, um, maybe you shouldn't trust this guy. Maybe this is not a good idea. Yeah. You don't know anything about the guy's history or background, how he makes his money. Yeah. So you think the first thing you think is the this is a little suspicious. Well, it's like you hear these people who cheat on their spouses and then the spouse or boyfriend, girlfriend of the person they cheated with finds out about it and contacts the wife or husband. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like I think you're gonna get caught. I think with a lot of these these pedo types, I think their drive to be perverts is so fucking like hardcore that they really have lost control of their I I don't like, doubt better that, judgment. But if there's so many of them, and there's so many of them in powerful positions, which this whole conspiracy implies, then I just can't believe they're all that dumb. Well, I, but I also think that a lot, like I shouldn't say a lot, but there's a, a certain uh, uh, number of these guys that were enticed by young women that weren't underaged yeah, and, or told that they weren't underaged. Well, that was my whole point when we yeah, talked about this we, with we Josh yeah. is that you're not talking about flying there to screw eight-year-olds. Right. It's like you're... Like they're saying, quote unquote, 18. Yeah, she's 18. Yeah. She's old. And, 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 and we've got document proof she's 18. Next thing you know, you're boning somebody who ends up being 16 or whatever. And they've got video proof. And they're saying, okay, now we've got the goods on you. This this girl was uh, not 18. And I could see that happening too, quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, I have a friend. And then there are people out there say, well, was a 50-year-old guy wanting to bone an 18-year-old? Well, are you retarded? <laughs> well, I have, a, I have a friend whose son went to prison and is a sex criminal now because he at 18 had sex with a 15 year old girl. Did he know she was 15? Uh, I think he knew she was not 18, Okay, but it was, he was back from, well, not from college. He was going to like junior college somewhere and he was back in his town for a party and she's at the party and he and this chick hooked up. Yeah. You know, 
And I would challenge a lot of people to tell me the difference between a 15 to 17 year old girl yeah. nowadays. Some of them, yeah, it's pretty hard to tell. Yeah, some of them are. So I don't know. I just, but for me, there's a whole cascade of bad decisions that gets you in the position where you're on Epstein's private island screwing somebody. Yeah. And I just, I don't get where people think that stuff isn't going to come back to get you. It's like that, that senator from Idaho got busted in the Minneapolis airport here trying to hook up. It takes with, a wide stance to the yeah, urinal. Something got, no, not the urinal. The stall. Stall. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was, okay. No, he's in the stall. I thought he tapped, I thought he's at the urinal, tapped his foot no, he's under in the stall. The stall. Oh, tapped okay. his foot. No, I take a wide stance. I But that guy was gay as gay gets. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can just tell. And he's like, I'm not gay. I never have been gay. <laughs> like, like you just change? Mm-hmm. You know? No, it's like he he's a U.S. senator in a busy airport, and he thinks he's going to hook okay, up Okay, but that tells you these guys have such a drive to do whatever they sexually they want to do that they, that they their brain stops working, that they just decide, I got to do this. I have to do it. Otherwise, what am I all – the, all they'll do is sit around and think about it unless they get, get, get it done. So they all this – you know, thinking that you're going to cover your tracks or you're going to be careful. Uh, most of these guys just are so fucking worked up about their sexual perversion or proclivity that they don't even think about it, I think. No, I, I get that, and I don't deny that. It's just like if we're going to say there's so many of them in government, how do these people who are generally psychologically very rare all wind up in power someplace with so many smart people manipulating them? Yeah. I, just, I can't. I can't believe there's that many of them in that small uh, space, hmm. you know? Yeah. So I would think, yeah, you can probably get dirt on, you know, 10 congressmen, three senators. Well, this whole Gervais bringing up Epstein again, because the, the, the meme, the Epstein didn't kill himself meme has been dying out finally. It was a good meme. Had a good run. I see what you did there. Did it, did the Epstein meme that was dying, dying out. out kill itself? Yep. Nice. Uh, but it brought up the whole uh, Pizzagate shit too, where the where they were talking about the Podestas and the Clintons and the uh, oh, and how they like more than two toppings. <sighs> no, how there's this comet ping pong pizza that uh, is a, a front for a pedophile ring, and I I read a bunch of this and saw a bunch of this, and I was totally buying it. I still buy into it. I still believe it all. And uh, every time you look it up now online. All the all the um, the in depth stuff from YouTube videos and whatever the hell else are gone or missing, and then all you get when you look it up are um, thoroughly debunked PizzaGate debunked 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 bullshit. It makes me think more that it's real. Yeah. So. Well, you know they're they're getting rid of it because people are just defaming people. Well, there. I mean, I I there was so much evidence that it, there, you can't say something weird wasn't going on. You can't. You can't deny that they were talking in code and they had weird fucking pedophile artwork at the Podesta's house. I mean, it, and then the, remember spirit, um, spirit cooking. You ever hear about that? No. Uh, see, there's so much fucking craziness. There's this woman that does this occult spirit cooking shit. It's basically it's, Rachel Ray it's performance. Is her? Yeah. It's performance art, but it's funny because she says you call it performance art in order to hide what it really is. It's an occult ritual. And what she do is these, Rich big wigs would invite her over and they do spirit cooking, they call it. And it's basically these occult rituals that are very kind of 
gross. Like, like you know, there's blood involved, there's bodily fluids, there's there's occult imagery involved. And she is, was doing that with the Podestas and all that, and she was invited to these parties. And so you see that and you go, how is it uh, uh, not a much of a hop, skip, and jump to see them doing all, co- all kinds of other perverted shit? Yeah. So. Well, what was that uh, Nicolas Cage movie the, about the snuff film? Eight millimeter. Eight millimeter. Yeah. And the point, sorry, I'm going to ruin the stuff for you here. If you haven't seen eight millimeter. And once you see like, this, you can't see it. Movie's like 20 years That's old. If you haven't seen it yet, screw you. I'm not ruining anything. It's not a good movie. I thought it was a good movie. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. It, I'm, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't watch it again and again, but yeah. yeah, I thought it was a well-written movie. It was disturbing, mm-hmm. but, um, <clears throat> but basically the premise is that this, uh, Older rich guy dies and his wife finds out that he might have had a snuff film or something. And she hires Nicolas Cage as a sort of down on his luck private investigator to go find out if it's actually true. If it's a real video. Yeah. Yeah. And so he starts checking through this whole thing and, you know, he gets in the porn underworld and finds all this weird stuff. And they can never find real snuff films. And they find out this was really a snuff film and that this woman's husband paid for it. And... What is the line at one point? Somebody, Nicholas Cage, asked yeah, the guy, why, why would you do something like this? And he goes, rich people do this because they can. You know, they can have somebody killed and record it. And, you know, and I think that's part of that absolute power corrupts absolutely. I think, and we've said this before, I think if you get rich enough and powerful enough, you do some things that you might have thought, what the hell? You know, let's just do it. But that's why some of these people are just – a lot of these people are just lacking any moral compass whatsoever. Bill Clinton is a perfect example. He's uh, sexually assaulted multiple women. Got away with it, basically. Allegedly. Got away with it. <laughs> yeah, he did. And so it's, it's not – I wouldn't uh, – and he was with Epstein more than, more than once on his little uh, trips to Pedo Island. So, I mean, this – you can't say that you can't believe any of this would be true. It's, it's, it's like – You'd be dumb not to believe it be true. Like, and they they were calling all this shit conspiracy theories five years ago, and now it's like, oh, it's accepted. This happened. Yeah, I still like to side err on the side of proof when it comes to actual criminal stuff. But when they point out, and I do hate that they that the media will do stuff like this. They'll say, um, uh, you know, Clinton was on his plane twenty seven times. Well, it wasn't no twenty seven trips. It was four trips they landed in six places. Yeah, there's different there. departures from the same trip, but who cares? Yeah, but, it doesn't matter. It doesn't change the but fact. But you were there four times. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> and you were there more than a couple, and the guy was weird. And now they've got the the one co-pilot for one of the guys who flew him to this island because the pilot wouldn't talk. Yeah. And they found the co-pilot, and he's like, yeah, it was weird because all the – Flight attendants were dressed like candy stripers, and they were like, he goes, they were 16 years old, I swear to God. Yeah. You know? Now, who knows? Maybe he's saying stuff to make some money or someone paid him to, but I don't know. If, uh, yeah, you can't – they haven't been able to legally prove that any of these people did this stuff, you know? But, God, when there's enough smoke, you got to assume that if there's not a fire, there's going to be one real soon. Yep. So. Well, do you, we spent a lot of time on that. I didn't think we were going to. Yeah, do you want to do some uh, Would You Rathers? Yeah. All right. All right. Back to the Would You Rathers. Oh, I was going to buy a, a new brick, a Lucite brick of table topics. Ooh. They're fucking expensive. And expensive is what? Like 25 bucks. It's like, no way. Can the show Can the show pay for it? Can our producers pay for it? <laughs> yeah, producers. <laughs> I, think if, uh, I, I think if you need some table topics, we can come up with 25 bucks for you. Yeah. Um, 
Would you rather have a bowling alley or a basketball court in your backyard? Basketball court. Do you know why? Because I got two kids and one of them can't stop dribbling a basketball. Ah, so just get them out of the house in the backyard. Messing yeah. with them. Uh, I don't like basketball at all. So I personally would want a bowling alley. I'm not good at bowling. I'm not bad at it. Bowling alley is a lot of work. A lot of maintenance. Well... Yeah, if you have to maintain it yourself, then yeah, forget it. Because basketball court, you no don't maintenance have to maintain on a basketball yeah, yeah. court. So, yeah, you're right. Okay, and that can be used for other things. You can play like, um, what is it? Uh, set up a little table tennis thing in there, ping ping pong. You, can you know play, what I uh, love is a sport court in my house. Badminton. Yeah, something. All right. Would you rather have a Maze Runner or Hunger Games experience? We're too old to answer this one. I know the Hunger Games. I've seen Games both thing. of them. I saw part of a Maze Runner. Maze Runners, there's like three movies based on the Maze Runner, and they got progressively stranger. Isn't it just like a sci-fi version? Of, well, it is sci-fi, but uh, Logan's Run, that movie, remember? Yeah, somewhat, but it's they're, they're, it's kind of convoluted. Uh, I would probably, if you had to choose between the two, not knowing specifically. Like, the Maze Runner is really convoluted and weird, so I, I don't want anything to do with that. At least the Hunger Games has like a, you know, there's like a set of rules. This is how it works. You don't have to kill anybody in the Maze Runner, do you? It ends up being kind of like, you know, kill or be killed kind of thing. Too. Yeah. So that was kind of a dumb one. Yeah. Um, I Although I applaud you for saying it was dumb afterwards yeah, and yeah. not editing it out. <laughs> uh, all right. Would you rather have a splinter you can't get out or a seed embedded in your gums? Uh, both of them you can't get out? Yeah, and I don't know for how long. Let's say for a week. I don't know. The splinter would the splinter would drive me nuts, and I'd probably just be I'd probably just cut it out after a while. But the just before we sat down for this, I had something in my teeth. I had to get up. Oh, it drives me crazy. Yeah, having, having stuff wedged my splinter. teeth. Splinter. Yeah, I have I'd to go with the splinter. splinter. Probably so. even if it was painful. I mean, you, you couldn't help those, but notice it though. That's the problem. You get one but, of those popcorn holes stuck in your teeth. Yeah. God, it'll bug you forever. Oh, I, I got like a spot like right in my back, like right before my wisdom teeth where I get stuff. Like I'll get like if I'm eating oranges, get like part of the orange or whatever, beef jerky, and it gets up in there. And it's just I'm obsessively trying to get – and you can't get rid of it until you get flossed. You cannot get rid of it. So it's just all I think about until I get some floss up. got to be sounding like a couple old men. <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. All right. You ever get that popcorn stuck in your teeth at the movie? <laughs> you can't get it out of there. Why don't they give dental floss for that popcorn? Would you rather? Mm, no, no, not doing it. Ask it. No, it's a, it's you're gonna hate. You hate these ones are the ones you really hate. That's fine. I'll say I hate it and we it's, move on. It's stupid. Okay, we're gonna move on. Would you rather eat ice cream topped with pizza or ice cream topped with rabbit poop? So is this the one you were gonna read? No, I wasn't even gonna read. One? I'm like, no. I'm like, ugh. This is one. This is a stupid one. So that was the one you were just gonna skip. Yeah. Okay, that's what I needed to know. Yeah, it's a dumb one. Move on. All right. Oh, would you rather? I don't know. See a. Oh my god! These just are just dumb. They're just, dumb. Just would you rather see a cow jump over the moon or see a man on the moon, or a man or see the man in the moon? Don't know either one. Move on. Yeah. Uh, do you? Okay. Would you rather get to a party late or too early? Late. Yeah. It depends on late though. You you don't ever want to go to a party early unless you're helping set up. Even then, you don't want to because you got to help set up. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But yeah, you, even if yeah, but if they're not expecting you and you go, I'll help. You're just getting in the way. Yeah. Don't show up early to yeah. a party. Don't show up early. Um, 
fashionably late's fine. Fashionably late is is bef- not more really? not more than an hour late. Okay. So between ten minutes and an hour late, you're okay. After that, you're being an asshole. So, but late it is. Yeah, you're like somebody buys scotch for somebody. You prick. All right, that's it. Okay. We'll be done with these things because there's a lot of bad ones in here. <laughs> and I don't like your I don't like your poo pooing when I skip bad ones. I just want you to just read it and move on. But then I have to read shitty ones. Like, what so if what? I have to string of shitty ones? So People what? Are be like, Ugh, so what? Are we done with these? We just go. Maybe I'll just edit them out. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> all right. Um, did you know Bill De Blasio says Trump hates all the Jews? I did not until it's, right it's before Trump's the fault. podcast, and you told me <laughs> it's Trump's fault. So Bill De Blasio was recently interviewed. Excuse me, saying, um, you know, they were talking about all this anti-Semitic hate that's coming out, and in fact, just the other day, there are like six synagogues in the uh, New York area. Yeah, New York, New York's having a very uh, an actual spike in crimes against uh, Jews. Yeah, so there was one where, and it's on video. A couple guys get out of a car, walk across the street to a little bodega, little store, and shot like. Two people. And it was a, I think the store, it's either a known Jewish one or had a Star of David hanging in the window or something. They said they knew that was a Jewish market because it was very outwardly Jewish. And um, anyway, this guy walks across the street with a shotgun and starts shooting people. And it turns out it's one of these. Black Isra- Hebrew Israelites, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it seems so like suddenly, nine out of ten, it's black Isra- uh, black Hebrew Israelites. And the worst part of the whole thing was they're like, we got to get rid of the guns. We have another shooting and that's, oh, oh, never mind. Yeah. That, you know. that swept under the rug. Yeah. Yeah. All the talking points are are, are moot, I guess, when uh, when the assailant is black. Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 there's no talk about gun control. There's no talk about, uh, um, you know, um, Getting rid of uh, what is it? The, or the there's not even talk about mental health. Yeah, like everything they talk about, like all the talking points when it comes to a shooting are just gone and and forgotten when it comes to a black shooter. And it's getting to be the point where it's what is it? Ninety eight percent of the violence committed against Jews in the last I don't know I, I think it's like a year and a half, two years has been committed by black people or black men. You're just making that up. Black men and black women. Yeah, there's been like the one that I can think of is the Texas shooting, um, and it turns out the guy was just a complete nut. That so it was just like it wasn't just like was that the Walmart one? No, no that was, was he was going after Texas. It was a Texas church. Okay. So, yeah. So yeah, that was that was a different. That was racially motivated. The Walmart one, but yeah, the uh, it turns out that there's a very big um, segment of like black nationalists that are the fastest growing hate group in America right now. Or, or um, by the FD, FBI statistics or CDC, I can't remember which. One. I think it's FBI, but the fastest, you know, this pie chart of the fastest growing um, domestic terrorist or hate groups, and black nationalists are the fastest growing right now. So, hmm. and but where, but the I'm thing is, take it'd, be, word it'd be interesting it. to find out why. But the media and and Democrats and even some Republicans are probably they're they're scared to even kind of look into it for fear of being called racist. So they're just it's just going to keep happening and perpetuate. And whatever's causing it, whatever you know, whatever whoever's spreading the 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 dogma or the indoctrinating the people you know in black people into you know committing these acts, it's going to happen more because we're not finding out where it's coming from and how how it's happening because they're you know they're afraid to. To, to do it, to, to look into it properly because of the racial dynamics the way it is right now. 
Well, uh, Nick Zerwas, who's a <clears throat> recently retired state representative here from the northwestern northwestern Minneapolis suburbs, uh, had a thing he was saying on another radio station. Said, um, uh, "I say that like this is a radio station." Uh, he he said, uh, "White person shoots a black person, racism." Black person shoots a black person, complicated. Black person shoots a white person, problematic. <laughs> I like it. That's pretty much it. <laughs> and that's yeah. kind of it's kind of how it is. Yeah. Well, it's more that you know the soft um, soft bigotry of low expectations. Um, they you don't. Oh, want... it's not the bigotry of soft expectations. <laughs> yeah. God, no wonder people look at me weird when I say it. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, you you don't want to point out when when there's some um, negative aspect to a culture or to a race um, because you th- uh, either, either assuming that people listening will assume that you're racist for pointing it out or that, or you're assuming that, you, no, you aren't the racist, but you're going to make people that are racist um, generalize and just be more racist. So you can't bring it up. It's like, Oh, come on enough with that bullshit. Just, just, and if it's a problem, you need to, you need to figure out what the problem is. If there's uh, an uptick in a targeted attacks against Jewish people in New York, you got to actually look at the source without having any pre- preconceived notions and just follow it to where, where it leads you. Well, where this happened with de Blasio was he said, you know, all of this, they said there have been a lot of, uh, they being the people who interviewed him. So there've been, a, there's been an increase in anti-Semitic attacks and all of this. And he goes, yeah, it's coming from Washington. And they said, well, but these aren't all like – you're saying Trump did this? And he goes, well, I didn't say Trump did it. I just oh, said yeah. it's coming. So he must Washington. mean uh, Rashida Tlaib and Elon Omar yeah, then. Is that exactly. what he's talking about? Yep. That's what he meant. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Good. So he's right. You know, <laughs> I, It's so stupid. It, do these people even think about this for a second? Do they think about here's some shit I'm going to say and nobody's nobody's going to question me on it? No, because we've gotten to the point where, look, I've said this many times and other people have said this, the media, mainstream media in America is the um, the propaganda arm of the Democrat Party. Um, and it's gotten to the point where it, it, they, they've gotten away with it for so, so long that even when it's so blatant that they get caught, there's never any kind of punishment for it they get reelected. they don't get any kind of censure they don't get any kind of there's nothing that happens to them so even they go are people gonna find what i say bullshit maybe but who fucking cares but i think it's even worse than that i think it's that people regurgitate these talking points so much and by people i mean everybody they just they have this confirmation bias that just tells them i heard something that sounds good to me so i'm gonna believe it and i'm gonna dismiss everything that i disagree with uh, and I don't need facts. I just need to keep hammering people and peppering them with this bullshit yeah. that I hear. I just need my truth. Yeah. And and so when they say stuff like, well, you know, Trump's a racist. Well, every, how do you – why do you think that? Give me some proof. Well, everybody knows it. Everybody knows what? Well, he said uh, Mexicans are rapists. No, that's not what he said. Here's what he said. He said, you know, some of them coming across the oh, border Come on, Russell, He called them bad hombres. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. He appropriated their language yeah. right there. So He said there's some bad hombres. Yeah. He didn't say they're all bad hombres. Yeah, and so they just they they just repeat this stuff and if you say, Show me, and you just keep coming at them with facts, pretty soon they get pissed at you because they had nothing to their argument. 
And for the most part, the reason they have nothing is they won't think critically. They won't question what they hear. You know, it's really cool when you hear something that supports what you want to believe, but what you really have to do is say, is it bullshit? You know? If they get challenged and they can't come back from that, instead of going, okay, let me try to come, let, let me research it. Let me figure it out. I'll, I'll take the criticism or, or I'll take that viewpoint and I'll try to counter it. No, that what they'll do is they'll just run back to their um, echo chamber and go, can you believe these fuckers? And they'll go, yeah, I know. These fucking guys, they're idiots. They don't know anything. And they don't even like try to confirm or deny. They don't better themselves like by being opposed by an argument. They just run away from it and right. they get to that echo chamber and then get that, that confirmation there. Well, and you and I have talked about this. A friend of ours who's very pro-abortion but is a you know, big supporter of kids and oh you know we gotta we gotta pay for more but education because it's for the kids yeah everything's for the kids you know yeah. um and there's no end to the amount of money we should spend because it's for the children it yeah can be and, like, and money fixes everything yeah and we're spending uh spending more and more money on education and kids are getting less and less educated hmm. you know and so they'll say uh well uh there's a city south in the metro here uh burnsville who's it's a big city I think it's probably, I don't know what the population is right offhand. It's probably about 40,000 people. And they're losing two elementary schools and a middle school because their enrollment in their public schools is down 15%. And I talked to somebody I know who lives there and said, is the area shrinking? And he said, no, actually it's getting bigger. So where are all the kids going? He goes, that's a good question, isn't it? He goes, they're going to charter schools and private schools. They're leaving the public school system just because of the bullshit. But so back to this friend I'm having this argument with, and I, he was uh, giving me this whole thing about, you know, women's right to choose and everything. And I said, well, how does someone like you, who's all pro-kids and, um, you know, are, how are you okay with the idea that you can – and I talked about the process of how they mm -hmm. abort a baby. Gruesome. I, yeah, it's very gruesome. And I said, how are you okay with that? And I said, I need you to square that with you who keeps going on and on about what a great Christian you are, but women should have the right to choose. And you put, you know, which at a certain point that fetus can feel pain. How, are, how do you do that? And he just said, I, I don't have an argument for that right now. I'll have to get back to you with one. And he won't. He won't. He wasn't going to come back to it because I took everything he had and I said, just explain it to me. Tell me how you're okay with this. And that was that moment of cognitive dissonance for him. And he just tapped out of it, you know. And yeah. I've been in that situation myself with some things. And as much as that sucks at that moment, I appreciate someone being able to do that because, you know, it. I'd rather be, I'd rather be right than certain. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the Mark Twain quote that says. Uh, it's not what you know, don't know that kills you. It's what you don't know that just ain't, or what you know that just ain't so. Yeah, yeah. And I, thought gonna, I thought you were going to quote Rumsfeld for a minute there. Rumsfeld. So it's not the it's not the known knowns, it's the unknown knowns. <laughs> <laughs> or the known unknowns. Yeah. You know, whatever. That was Rumsfeld. But Well, I, you know what? It's funny. I, um, I found out where that term comes from, what he's talking about. Well, I get it. It's just the way he said it was so funny. Well, there's, um... So I was I was touring the uh, Midway in San Diego. It's a decommissioned aircraft carrier, and they're in like the war room of it, and they're showing it to us, and they show us on the radar how um, 
the enemies, our our troops or our planes and everything that are in the air are circles, and the bad guys are diamonds or whatever. And uh, if the top part of ours is colored, it means that they're a plane. If the bottom part's colored, they're a submarine. And he goes, and then there are these other ones. He goes, we call them known unknowns. We know they're there. We just don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And so that's where that yeah, yeah. known unknown thing comes from. So, but to to civilians, it sounds pretty stupid. Yeah. Well, I mean, I actually get what he's getting what he was getting at. I don't want to get into it too far, but he, he said, I think he was just talking about when it comes to military um, um, intervention in different countries. There's there's the known unknowns, which which you know that there's something's happening and you know about something about it, but you don't know what's happening, but you know that, you know, that you don't know what's happening. And then there's the, you lost me. Then there's the, uh, unknown unknowns. And those are the things that you don't even realize are happening. And law, you had no clue. Law of unintended consequences. Yeah. So, yeah. So you can't, you can't plan for it because you have no idea it's happening, but it's the other ones you can plan for things. You can have contingencies based on, okay, what if it's a, B or C, then you have contingencies. Well, if you don't even know, that it's out there, you can't have contingencies. That's what he was. Well, I was getting into the weeds there. It, was, it wasn't even worth talking about. To be honest, I'll edit it out. <laughs> as long as uh, was it boring? It was boring to me to explain it. I think I don't know. I fell asleep, so I can't tell. <laughs> Listeners, was, was that was that boring? <laughs> um, so we got to talk about this. Uh, um, the uh, Trump thing with Iran. All right, we're coming up on time here. All right. Uh, well, we just, you know what? We can talk about this and then carry over. All right. The next Cause episode. yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be a little bit longer than what we have. Um, it's just funny to me how they keep saying we're going to have a war with Iran because we decided to bomb this, uh, Soleimani German, uh, German general Soleimani, who was, uh, very high up in the, they call him the number two guy in Iran. And yeah, he was actually involved in the planning of the uh, consulate, um, the Benghazi consulate uh, attack. Well, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. Oh, well, according to the Iranians, no, he wasn't. So, yeah, we well, according to CNN. Well, I guess the I reason guess I, say no. I say that sort of tongue in cheek and I don't know if it's true is I do think it's funny that people will switch from side to side based on what their politics are. Getting back to this thing again. And a lot of people on the right now are very much along the lines of, well, yeah, we know he was doing some crazy shit because all our intelligence agencies tell us that. The same intelligence agencies that we told us yeah. that, that uh, Trump was that colluding with shit. Russia. Yeah. So, yeah, there, there's, a, there's a degree of uh, how much propaganda are we getting, yeah. Yeah, so let's let's stop trying to justify, you know, oh, he was in on Benghazi and he was on well, all this it, stuff. It wasn't I don't just know, that. It was, I don't know if that's true. I mean, if, if even a, a one-third of the shit they're saying yes. he did, he's a bad, bad man. That's my point. Yeah. So if there are some things, and I'm willing, I'm willing to believe the intelligence assessment until it's wrong. Yeah. Like the Mueller investigation showed Trump didn't collude with Russia. You know, mm -hmm. I'm I'm not going to say – I may say, well, I think that's ridiculous that Russia got him elected. But I'm open to the idea that they could prove it, and they didn't. So I'm open to the idea that, you know, the Soleimani was doing all this stuff until they can prove that he wasn't. But regardless, the guy was in Iraq. Yeah. What the hell was he there And, and he had been a target before with previous presidencies. And he was, in, he was in a car near the airport. Yeah. Bush and Bo – Obama and Bush both had opportunities to take him out and they didn't 
they didn't do it for one reason or the other. Who knows? And so he's brazenly running around. But like, the, yeah, the fact that they were that he was a target means for for three presidents now that he's a target means that he probably is a bad fucking dude. Yeah. And so we took him out. And I will admit I'm a little queasy about the whole idea of us just deciding to now people are saying assassinate. And that was the word I was going to use at first, but I've, I've been convinced a little differently of that since then. We'll get to that in a second. I am just a little queasy about the idea that we're just drone striking people left and right in some of these places. And I know Trump's not necessarily caught up to Obama, who had something like 2,000. Yeah. 2,000 And also these. went against American citizens. Yeah, at least one. But, um, you know, if we're hitting military targets and all that, okay. But imagine if... If England attacked a Canadian guy in the United States, yeah. we wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, well, that's okay. And I know that's not a great analogy yeah. because... Because we are in Iraq and we're basically... Yeah. Any military in Iraq is us. Yeah. And so I get that part. It's not a perfect analogy, but I'm always a little queasy when we use well, I some... I say us. It's, it's under, under, our, um, yeah. under our watchful eye. <laughs> but it makes, it, it makes me a little uneasy to be doing that stuff but at don't the you, same time. He's a time. general, though. Yeah, I get it. But they'll say assassinate because we went after him specifically. Yeah. Well, the point was brought up, I think it was on Glenn Beck's show, um, who, by the way, Beck is becoming more and more of a, like, uh, oh, the sky's falling. He's becoming chicken little. More he does it. He, he fluctuates between that yeah. and hopeful. He said, okay, so we assassinated him. Why? Because we just killed him and a few people around him. He goes, instead of bombing the area and killing a bunch of civilians. So the technology allowed us to surgically Pre kill precision this guy. strike. Yeah. So therefore it's an assassination. And I'm like, uh, okay. Yep. You've changed my mind. That's the, what they're calling it a targeted strike. Yeah. If it, if it's a military person and they're and they're supposedly he was there for a funeral, which is everybody's saying is bullshit unless you're CNN and you go with what, whatever Iranian propaganda gives you. Um, then if he's there to meet with somebody in order to plan some sort of terrorist action, like which is what they do or to give support to terrorists, then yeah, it's a, it's a targeted strike against a military operative and it's not an assassination. I don't think, is it? I mean, I can see how you would by the definition call it an assassination. Cause you basically just, sure. I guess. But at the same time, I also think if you fire a cruise missile at somebody and it allows you to kill just that person. Well, on the, that, on the, on the, on the, so if, it's not like somebody walked up behind him in the Ford Theater and shot him in the back of the head. Yeah. It's not like they were. Or, or, well, in, yeah. It's not like they were a Clinton campaign worker. Yeah. <laughs> but isn't part of what it make, makes an assassination that is that it's not done in a military venue. It's done at a, at a, at a public or a private or. I don't, I don't know. You know isn't that part of what, what makes an assassination assassination is they do it like at a funeral. It's considered an assassination because that's not supposed to be a, a military or a government thing. It's just like terrorism. The, the, if they if the f people attacking military bases they call them terrorists but that's te de technically not true because they're not going after civilians or the populace are going after a military target so technically yeah. you can say that's not terrorism right? I don't know I don't know I started out being sort of queasy about this and I've gotten yeah. less so but I still I still don't like the idea I, I wish we just weren't over there in these places you know I just wish we weren't yeah, but I guess yeah, I was I've I've always been not always, but here lately I've been yeah, get the hell out of there. But then they say, well, last time we downgraded our troops from Iraq, um, Iran just swooped in and started um, building up terrorist um, organization, terrorist training, and all that. And it just got to be a so we can't just drop out of there. We have to we have to figure out another way to 
um, you know, hand over the reins to somebody who's going to be in control. That's not going to allow this to happen. But who knows how, how, how do you fucking do that? See, I don't know. I kind of like the idea of what Israel does. You know, Israel's not occupying other countries. But if you do something against them, they come back at you twice as hard. Well, that's kind of what Trump's kind of proving now. Yeah, I just I wish we'd get fewer troops there or have fewer troops there. But anyway, um, so we took this guy out and now they've got people saying, oh, we're going to start World War Three. We're going to start a fight with Iran. And maybe we're starting to fight. But, you know, my kids are even like, you know, so are, could they hit us with missiles? Like, No. Yeah. Iran was it like they not don't even have 5% of our military um, capability Iran. Yeah. China's China's much bigger threat than Iran by by a by a you know magnitude of 100 probably, you know. I'll tell you what, I was uh I was in San Diego and I saw the whole Pacific fleet that they have out there, not the entire thing, but just part of it. And they've got, you know, Coronado, which is the Navy SEALs where they train and everything. We got a shit ton of stuff. Yeah. And I just, I can't imagine that. Look, Iran's going to keep doing what Iran does is they can't, they're just going to keep financing terrorism against us to, to keep poking us, to keep poking us. That's all they can do. And they're, they're, they're not idiots. They're not going to just, um, they might talk shit, but they don't want all that war with us. Well, they, this missile strike where they retaliated against us, uh, you know, I've heard a couple things that their missiles didn't, 15 of their missiles didn't even hit. I mean, didn't even they just that was just four fell out of the sky or something like that. It's like twenty five percent of the missiles misfired or didn't. Yeah, but they they sent something like thirty or forty. Yeah, like Um, ten hit one target, four hit another, and then or two hit another, and then four jumped out. Didn't even hit anything. But they're saying they were faking it because when they hit some Saudi oil fields or something, they had extremely precise bombing yeah and then also there's some words saying that they 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 let slip or intelligence they let let us know before they did it yeah prepare for it i don't know but regardless to save face basically this idea that you know everything starts world war three it's so stupid i mean why can't we and we've said this before when we talked about greta thunberg with climate change or when we were kids about nuclear power and all this stuff They've always got to have something they're trying to scare children with. And right now they're trying to scare them with this whole Iran deal. Yeah. Nothing's going to change. You know, and when my kids ask me, hey, you know, what does this mean? I said, nothing. They're not going to hit us with missiles. I said, some crazy guy somewhere might drive a bus through a crowd of people sometime and say, yeah, that's for the Ayatollah of Iran. Like, But that stuff happens now anyway, you know. So. Well, there's a lot more to say about, especially about the uh, media, how they've been dealing with this, but uh, we're running out of time here. We'll maybe we'll talk about it in the next episode. Yeah. And, that. and when Crow says we're running out of time, it means he has to pee. Mm-hmm. So. All right. So if you want to get a hold of us, it's uh, rooster at breadandcircusespodcast.com. That's his email. Or crow at breadandcircusespodcast.com. Or you can... Uh, Check out our. Oh, I'm I'm stepping on your line no, here. No, go ahead. Take check it. out check out our Facebook page, Bread and Circuses Podcast. Uh, something gets posted there every day, and go ahead, feel free to comment. Yeah, we've had uh, a lot more engagement on it. Tell your friends, share it, all that stuff. And if you want to uh, check out Twitter, oh yeah, we're not on that yet. <laughs> so, see you, bye.